everybody. Welcome back to <laughs> welcome back to another episode <laughs> of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, I am Brent Smith, joined by Pastor Daniel Yelverton, um, and today we're also joined by Jerry Cook and Michael Miller. Again, they were gracious enough to come back and um, join us again for another episode today. So, guys, thank you as always for tuning in. Um, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see that we are doing things a little differently today. And if you're listening to the audio version that comes out every Tuesday, um, the audio is going to sound different to you from all of us today because we are actually broadcasting live on Facebook via Zoom um, so that none of us have to be in the same room. We're trying to be uh, respectful to the social distancing rules that are being uh, placed on all of us right now. So um, we're set up a little different, not through the soundboard and the computer the way that we typically are. So just wanted to explain to you why the audio sounds a little bit different. But um, yeah, so we're back for another episode today. Um, four of us always have a good time when we're on here. We hope that you have a good time listening. Um, and today we are in first Samuel 10. So, um, first of all, before we get to that, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> Michael, good. Jerry, Daniel. Good. We're good, man. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Um, so if you're out yeah, there, you know what? I got to tell you, um, we had a staff, um, zoom meeting on what Tuesday, mm-hmm. all, all yes. the days run together. So it's tough to remember what days, what, but, um, Tiffany Wiss suggested, and I think this is something good for pretty much, I have to keep moving my thing up, for, for all of us that are doing the homeschool thing right now, is uh, I, we took a day off of the homeschool thing, and uh, we went, like, played basketball, went outside and got some sunshine, and it was really good. So I'm doing much better because we got some sunshine, and we went and had some fun, and, and, and took kind of a day down. So some of you guys that are struggling, like I've been struggling with this, um and you can see why um go take a day down take a day off go have some fun yeah you honestly you look and you sound like you got your batteries recharged a little bit yeah i I do feel better that these two rotten children still drive me nuts but uh (laughs) but i'm but i'm better than i was better than i was on tuesday good um and all of you out there as well watching we've got our um Facebook Live going on multiple platforms. So if you have any comments, anything that you want to say, let us know how you're doing with all of this. Um, let us know if everything's coming through okay. If you have anything that God's putting on your heart to share with us or a prayer request or anything like that, let us know. Um, so anyway, let us know how you're doing. But um, we'll go ahead and get into um, the scripture and get into the official uh, um, conversation today. So um, does anyone want to give us context on where we you are you know today. what i'll give First daniel Samuel. i'll give daniel a break this time <laughs> and i'll help i'll help him i'm always throwing daniel under the bus but but and really it's 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 similar context to what we had last time where we we've jumped out of of judges and we've seen how that the judges thing didn't work out so well um and and, yeah. and so now the people are wanting a king um and so so you know god calls samuel to kind of be that last judge and he's kind of a good guy um, and then, and then finally we get to this point where, the, you know, again, the Israelites are asking for a king. Everybody else has a king and God's like, all right, well, let's just give them, give the people what they want. And, um, and that's what, that's what they get. They get Saul. And we're going to see here, um, kind of the beginning of this whole deal with Saul after he's, he was chosen king in chapter nine, but see in, in, in chapter 10, we're going to see how this thing kind of progresses. That's a very quick, um, background, but that's kind of where we're headed. Well done, Michael. Awesome. 
Um, question for you guys real quick too, not question, but um, kind of question. Um, so since we are live on multiple platforms right now, on multiple pages, um, do each one of you want to go to a different page? Because I'm seeing comments uh, on different pages. So like the Elevation Community Church page, people are commenting on there and you don't see it if you're on the Weekly Impact page or anything else. So um, I'm, on I, I'm on Elevation Community Church. Okay. Page. If you want to go to Elevation, um, I'll go to Weekly Impact. Actually, Michael, uh, if you'll go to the weekly impact page, are you an admin on there? I think I have you as admin on there. I'm not I, sure. I think Michael's using his phone, so he's not going to be able to. I am. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll just go, um, I'll go to weekly impact. Daniel, go to the elevation page and then we should be covered there. And then you guys, if you, Jerry or Michael, if either one of you are available to go to your personal page or anything like that, um, just do that if you would. Cause I don't want to miss any comments that we have coming in and this is different and new when we have like three different platforms comments are coming in on. So just want to make sure we don't miss anybody out there that has something important to say. Yeah. Um, thanks for letting us know that. Cause I also had um, some comments as well. Okay. So. Awesome. And feel free if you see anything that, um, that feels like you need to share it, something that's uh, important to the conversation or anything you feel like we're just supposed to talk about right now, Jerry or Michael or whoever else, feel free to, um, interject that into the conversation. Hey guys, this is Brent. Sorry for the awkward um, transition here real quick, but um, since we're recording from Zoom for the first time, um, I needed to uh, take a break here from the Zoom to let you guys know that we are getting into the Dwell app reading for today at this point. Um, when we are live for the Facebook Live through Zoom, uh, we are reading the scriptures ourselves, but we still wanted to use the Dwell app, so we're going to do that um, continued on from here. And so here is your Dwell app scripture reading today from 1 Samuel 10. We will be right back with our Zoom meeting. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be prince over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say to you, The donkeys that you went to seek are found. And now your father has ceased to care about the donkeys and is anxious about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on from there, father, and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine, and they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from their hand. After that, you shall come to Gibeath Elohim, where there is a garrison of the Philistines. And there, as soon as you come to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre before them, prophesying. Then, the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Now, when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, 
for God is with you. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I am coming down to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all these signs came to pass that day. When they came to Gibeah, behold, a group of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God rushed upon him, and he prophesied among them. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and to his servant, Where did you go? And he said, to seek the donkeys. And when we saw that they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Please, tell me what Samuel said to you. And Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Now, Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. And he said to the people of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who saves you from all your calamities and your distresses, and you have said to him, Set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clans, and the clan of the Matrites was taken by Lot, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king! Then Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it up before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went men of valor, whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? And they despised him, 
and brought him no present, but he held his peace. So, guys, um, you know, Saul is set to be the first king of Israel, right? Um, the people wanted a king. They didn't, they weren't supposed to have a king, but they decided they really wanted a king. So he's the one. So um, what do you guys have about this, this uh, scripture that we're in today? What do you guys, what's sticking out to you? You know, I, I was, I was hit by something that um, <clears throat> I kind of wasn't expecting. Um, you know, when you when you read about Saul, you kind of see him as a classic bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We always think, we always think him, about him as being the enemy of David. And, and we think of, you know, spoiler alert, right? He ends up being the enemy of David, <laughs> but, you know, but, but we, we think of him like that way. He's like this villain to us, but here we see that he starts well, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he, he is chosen by God, which, which that's interesting in itself. And, and also we see that he starts off, he's prophesying, he's doing some good things, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I just think that's interesting that, um, he starts off on the right foot. And I think there's a lot that we think, can learn from that. Um, do you think, why do you think, um, or what do you think made him go down the wrong path? Do you think the power and actually like being over people maybe got to him? Because, you know, there's several reasons people fail, but um, why do you think um, he started out I, good and ended up not you know, doing you know, Jerry, sometimes in the Bible when we see, this is a weird thing. We don't always see someone's physical attributes in the Bible, right? But when we do, there's normally a reason why we're told that. Um, I think that his physical attributes are not only true about his physical form. I I think it also represents a little bit about his um, personality. He's larger than life. He's big. And I think that, that he had an ego problem. I think that he, 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 he he failed to have humility. Another thing we see as the story progresses, he doesn't have integrity. So I think the combination of not having humility and 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 not having integrity, I think that really plagues him. I think I think we can we kind of like you say, Michael. It's hard for us to read this and not like see the Saul that comes down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Like we see the Saul that like kind of descends into madness and that is consumed with jealousy and hatred and. Um, and I think the thing that I see looking ahead to Saul is that Saul has a lot of insecurities. Um, I think part of that even shows up with him hiding in the baggage, right? So I think that there's something in there that uh, that's already like God has put this amazing calling on his life and he's hiding from it. He's avoiding it. And um, and so I think the insecurity kind of shows out when he makes a foolish oath later on down the road when the Israelites are fighting the Philistines and also when they're getting ready to fight the Philistines and they're the Philistines to bring a huge army. Um, he is fearful. He's insecure of his uh, position as a leader. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what that causes him to do is that causes him to rush the process of the sacrifice, not wait for Samuel, any kind of acts and disobedience there. And so I think that the thing that we can see about all of us and we can learn from Saul, I believe, is that we all have character flaws. And that if we don't end up dealing with those character flaws, it will eventually become a, a, a snare for us. It will eventually become a shadow. A, 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 it can become a demise. And, yeah. and so I think that 
that's the one thing that I think we start seeing in, in Saul, but you're right. I mean, like he start he starts out with good qualities. I mean, even the fact that people basically scorned him, he just ignored it. Like he didn't, he didn't, he was, he wasn't easily offended in that moment. And he does the same thing again in the next chapter where he doesn't allow those offense to really, you know, define him or anything like that. When mm-hmm. people say that when Saul gets the great victory over the Ammonites. And so like, I don't know. I think that's to me, there is, um, there is going to be the kind of the let's evaluate ourselves and make sure that we're looking inwardly to the character flaws that we have because we all have them because we, we're all broken, right? And mm-hmm. but what's cool is that Saul, uh, he starts out well because not because he's dealing with his character flaws, he starts out well because God gives him a new heart. I love that in verse nine, where it says, and God gave him a new heart. And so I think that God gave him the tools to be able to uh, change the person that he was. He just, I don't think he necessarily used them or he didn't, he didn't uh, allow that to deal with insecurities. Um, So, so that to me, I think is cool because God has given us the resources, especially now we have a new heart because of Jesus um but however if we don't actually submit to him and submit to his plan and purpose in our life we can allow those insecurities that we carried on before we knew jesus and before he gave us a new heart to carry on after in our relationship with him yeah hey jerry i got i I got a question too um jerry so like with saul's story we see that you know you know god basically chooses him and that he's like a prophet things start off on the right foot and like i said things tend to go down the wrong way. And I, and I see in your story that, that God has chosen you to be a missionary, right? And, and God has used you to do ridiculously awesome things in Malawi. But what is it in your life that keeps you from being Saul? What, what is it in your life that keeps you on the right track, going the right ways instead of derailing and, and diving into pride and diving into lack of integrity and, and, having quarrels? I mean, what, what is it that keeps you on the right, right track? Um, well, first of all, um, it's a is seeking the Lord, um, to make sure that he, he deals with those things that are not like Christ and making mistakes is your biggest way of knowing that you're, you have flaws. <laughs> um, so when going to Malawi, um, I think the the biggest thing was um, actually what Daniel was saying is that we need to self-reflect. So before going to Malawi, I didn't realize the importance so much of self-reflecting. I always self-reflected, but I didn't realize like there truly are character flaws in us that are not like Christ, right? So, and those character flaws can keep you from doing what God has called you to do. For example, one thing that I'm dealing with is fear, you know, like fear to to do everything that God has called me to do, fear of knowing that he, he's already equipped me, even if it's something over my head. Um, so what keeps me, I think, is, as Daniel said, is that self-reflection, making sure that we're taking daily time with the Lord and saying, Lord, like, uh, purify my heart, but show me what is not like you? Mm-hmm. You know, I want these children and these men and these women, I want them to imitate me as I imitate you. But if I'm not imitating you, how can they imitate me? Mm-hmm. You know, how can these young boys and girls growing up, 
imitate Christ, who they're supposed to be imitating me if I'm not imitating Christ. Um, So I think that that is probably the main thing is, as Daniel was saying, is it's a constant thing and making sure that I take, you know, yearly taking time. And I know as parents and as husbands and you probably, and people as wives, they can't necessarily take a week off um, and just go into the Mm -hmm. mountain and pray. Um, But uh, taking time for the Lord and saying, Lord, like, seek me. What is not, when people see me, what are they not seeing you? Like what in me is not, are they not seeing you mm-hmm. and fix it because mm-hmm. we can't do it in our own power. Like he'll show us that thing um, and he'll fix it. But then we have something else that's coming, <laughs> you know, cause we're not perfect. Yeah. 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 And I would say too, I mean, the, the, to the Saul thing, I, I, what keeps coming to my mind is the saying, um, what was it? Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And time, man, time is a truck, a tough thing. You gotta, you gotta stay on top of things or else uh, you're going to slowly slip. And, you know, being somebody that follows politics a lot, or at least has in my past, you see that with so many people that get that position, that seat of power, they go in with the most amazing intentions and then time happens. And then they compromise one little thing and compromise another yeah. little thing and another little thing. And, and then before you know it, they're, Saul trying to do something to somebody else because they're afraid of losing their position of power. Um, Mm. And they're doing all these things that they never would have done in the beginning, but they get comfortable, they get used to something and then they grab hold of it and they want to hang on to it. And Mm. it's, you know, it's, and it's not me throwing stones right now. It's, it's human nature. I mean, it happens to to so many, if not all people over time, eventually, if they don't Mm. stay close to Jesus, if they don't stay close and keep the priorities right. And, um, which leads me to Jesus himself. I mean, you know, the people were told, as we discussed a little bit earlier, the people were told, don't, don't want a king. You don't want an earthly king. It never, never works out well. Well, that's why it never works out well. There's so many different reasons. And that's why Jesus is the perfect king. That's why he's the only one that we should turn to for any kind of guidance, um, for anyone to be a king who rules over us in any way, because he is the perfect one and he loves us and he has compassion for us. He literally sits at the right hand of God to intercede for us when our time of judgment comes because he lived the life that we live. He lived on this earth. He went through the pains, through the struggles, through everything, through all the fleshly stuff that we've gone through to be the perfect intercessor for us in that moment at that hand of, in the hand of God. So, um, yeah. Uh, we just had a comment on, uh, ECC's, uh, page, uh, from Linda Lakes, which I thought was really great. Uh, she said, sometimes over self-reflecting can be dangerous, especially if you're not Mm. self-reflecting with Jesus by your side. Mm. And I just, I think you Daniel right now, Huh? What's that? Oh, yeah. I said like you, Daniel, right now. That's right. <laughs> Follow my example <laughs> right there. Um, you know what? And I think that's a great point because I think that um, there can be a, a self-reflecting to the point where you become, you condemn yourself. You start mm. to uh, point out all of the negative things, all of the failures and things like that. And my response to her was that we have to self-reflect within the arena, within the presence of his promises, his grace and his love. So we have to be informed so much by that truth and, and reflect in those moments, knowing that like Saul got a new heart because of God. And so he doesn't mm-hmm. need to then, he doesn't need to read to like 
make sure that he does all the right things so that new hearts like it's not so he can't bring that new heart so he has to know that like it's it's god that gave it to him and so he needs to keep revisiting and keep going back to that truth and to that principle and I think we have to do the same thing with when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. You know, Jesus did everything for us. Jesus is the one that made the way for us to be reconciled and be right with God. He gave us the power uh, to defeat sin and death in our own life. And so we have to keep going back to that and not just totally dismiss that. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm teaching on the the difference between uh, religion and relationship uh, this week. And um been going through the book of Galatians and it's so funny how we can revert back to old ways of thinking or old ways of how we feel like God has tried we try to be right with God and we don't uh we don't ground ourselves in the grace of Jesus and the faith that's found in his love and, and his sacrifice for us um and so I think that that's a really great point Linda thank you for sharing that yeah I think part- also I think <clears throat> go ahead sorry I was just gonna say you know Paul um he was you know at the beginning of his ministry he was like the best scholar and then by the time that he was about to like that daniel i'm teaching the worst sinner (laughs) of the ball (laughs) (laughs) we're on the same page right great minds think alike yes right yes yeah so at the end of his ministry he was at the point of saying that he's the worst sinner of them all like i think the more we realize how perfect jesus the more we realize we're not and uh, however, in self-reflecting, um, it, if we're doing it in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, it will tell us truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, that is a good comment because sometimes we can be so negative on ourselves, thinking that we can't do anything when really it's Christ in us doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think sometimes we listen to the wrong voices when we do that. Like we're self-reflecting with the wrong voice that's mm. speaking to us and speaking who we are. So I think making sure it's Jesus who speaks, like John 10 talks about the shepherd speaks and the sheep know his voice. And mm. so know the voice of Jesus in the process of self-reflecting. And if it's not sounding like Jesus, then that's not who you need to be listening mm. to. And, yeah. and Daniel, for those watching, how do you learn the sound of Jesus's voice? Oh snap! I think I think it's like you got to stay really close to him. Um, Good answer. No. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I think that the the for me it's 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 really practicing you know seeking the presence of God. Uh, the great thing is that if we seek God with our heart, He won't be. He's not far off. He'll be found. Yeah. And so um, it's learning the voice. But what's great is that Jesus spoke to us in so many scriptures in the gospel. So if we consume the gospels, we know exactly what Jesus is saying um, and make sure that that informs us when it comes to the voice of Jesus. Um, because, <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, also with like character flaws though, like people can be pointing out negative things about you. Um, uh-huh. But if you're going to him with a sincere heart, Daniel, as you said, you will find him. So if you're praying, if you're in his word, he, he will even show you himself through our environment and through people. Um, and he will confirm or deny those accusations if we're going to him with a, a pure heart. Yeah. What I wanted to throw in there real quick is, is I, I love this identity conversation because um, Tiffany and, and Jeff have been talking about identity. <clears throat> 
And the reason why I say identity conversation is that's really what we're talking about. Because when you do the self-reflection thing, I think we have a tendency to identify with those fleshly flaws of ours. Mm-hmm. We tend to, 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 to own it and say, that's who I am. That's not who you are as a Christian. Your identity is in Christ. So I think it's okay to, to reflect on your flaws, knowing that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. I think the danger is owning it and saying, this is who I am. No, I am a child of the King. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit is moving in me. That's who I am. Yeah. You know, I, I am, I'm a born again believer filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, guided by Jesus. That's who I am. And, and the good things in me that come from Christ, that's, that's my identity. So I think that it's okay to self-reflect to notice our flaws as long as we don't own them. Because I think owning them makes us do it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is, I guess this is who I am. So I guess this is mm. what, this is what it's going to be. You know, I, I, mm. I, I'm a sinner. I'm just, I, 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 it bothers me sometimes when I hear, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're much more than that. You're a child mm. of the King. Yeah. And if you, if you just own that you're a sinner, then you're going to continue to be a sinner. And I think we have to, to mature out of that and, and accept our identity in Christ. I agree. Uh, hey, guys, Daniel is going to have to cut out of here. He has another uh, meeting he has to get to in about two minutes. Um, Hi, Daniel. I did want to say one more thing. I might just yeah. say this and then leave. Actually, then if you like, say it, uh, say it and then get out of here. And then, um, Michael, if you would go ahead and close us up with prayer. Um, sure. We'll go ahead and finish up today. The, the one thing that I thought was really interesting, and this is I don't want to open up a whole other can, but I think it's really – that the note of him hiding in the baggage, right? Um, I think I know that God has called us all as his children to do great things because Christ is at work in us. And we are called to go and make disciples. We are called to bring the kingdom of God. We are, uh, we are Christ working through us. Um, but I, I think that so often we find we, we find comfort in the bags. We find comfort in hiding into something that, that, we don't want to uh, either acknowledge or jump into the thing that God has for us. And whether we're hiding because we're fearful of what is to come or we're hiding because the bags are comfortable, I think that there's something within us all that will start to want to draw us to some form of, of hiding from what God has called us to be and who he's mm. called us to be. Yeah. So That's I don't good. know. Thanks, Daniel. See ya. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, bye guys thanks for letting me join you guys (laughs) yeah man we'll go and finish up here you won't miss much um we love you daniel so so i actually what he was just saying it's so funny i was just having a conversation with a couple people last night um you know i'll say their names even ernie merke and um sarah williams from church here and um because sarah posted a quote the other day um that said god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the ones that he calls Mm-hmm. And that just goes along so much with what mm-hmm. Daniel was just saying. Um, and I actually reached out to them about it because there's a song that I started writing about four years ago that God put on my heart and he just poured um, lyrics out of me for like the first verse and the chorus. And then it just stopped and it's been on hold for like four years. And um, you know, the way God just kind of brings things up to you over and over and over again to kind of communicate to you that something's needs to happen or is about to happen. And um so that song, it's about time for that song to get done because he's brought it up to me so many times. <laughs> but um, the, the lyrics, some of the choruses, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the ones that he calls. Doesn't matter where you came from. Just close your eyes, have trust in him and fall. 
The journey of a thousand miles starts with just one step. So don't be scared if you're not ready now because you're just not ready yet. Wow. So, so I mean that. You need to publish that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. So, um, but that's, I mean, each one of us here and each one of us watching, um, you know, we've all had that, that moment in our lives um, where, you know, God's calling you to something and you're like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm the right one, but look right. at, look at some of the, the most influential people in the Bible, in the history of the world. They weren't qualified for it. He just said, Hey, here's, here's what you're going to do. And here's how you do it. And all they had to do was have faith and step out into it and follow him. And it changed the world. So, um, I think that's a great, that's a great thing to take from this today too. If God's calling you to something, just close your eyes, have trust in him and fall because he's got you. And if he's calling you to something, there's a purpose in it. And, um, you know, Jerry's followed that to, to Malawi, you know, mm -hmm. I've followed that to worship ministry where something I'd never, ever thought that my life would become, <laughs> you know, Michael followed that to children's ministry, something he never yeah. thought his life would become, mm -hmm. you know? So, and Daniel has the same kind of story as well. So, um, guys step into it, close your eyes and step into it. And, um, you'll be amazed at the, the things that, that will change in your life and the way that people's lives will change around you. Um, Amen. because you're being obedient to his call, um, no matter how afraid you are and how unqualified you feel. So, um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to get into real quick before, uh, Michael prays to close us out? You got anything, Jerry? No, I don't think so. Besides, okay. um, that was good, Brent. You know, a lot of times, even I'm sure with your position, you have to step out into things that you're not, you've not done before. So even when he directs that, I would say, you know, our Christian walk is a journey and, um, we just need to. Out. Yeah. And we're going to get it wrong sometimes and that's okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But as Daniel was saying too, the more you stay close to him, the more that you are so close to him so often that you know his voice, usually the less, off, less often you get it wrong because you know when he's talking to you and you're trusting and stepping out in that and in having confidence in that. So, all right, you guys. Well, thank you, Jerry. Right. Thank you, Michael. Um, thank you, Daniel, even though he's not here now, um, okay. for another awesome conversation. Um, we'll be back next week um, with more. Um, but Dan, or Michael, if you would go ahead and close us out in prayer today. Sure, sure. Thanks, man. All right, let's pray. Dearly Father, um, Lord, we thank you for, for technology and uh, just the ability to, to do the things that we do, um, even when there are challenges. So we thank you that we can overcome and, and, um, and, and worship and, and teach and, and listen and just do, again, just communicate with you and communicate with others and be in this relationship with the Spirit. Um, even though we have our challenges, we just thank you for all the opportunities that we have. But Lord, also, as, as we learned a little bit about Saul today, I would ask that you help us to, to, to be able to hear your voice and hear your calling, you, even if it's from a Samuel or if it's from your spirit or however it happens, Lord, speak to us. Help us to know what you have for us to do. What, what are we going to do as we spring forward from this coronavirus you know, quarantine stuff? Lord, speak to us. And if you're calling someone, Lord, speak louder. Let them know that, that you are speaking to them and you're asking them to do something uh, above and beyond for your glory. Lord, and, and as people accept your call, help us to, to, to not be like Saul. Help us not to be wrapped up in ourselves and our own power, 
our, our own glory. Help us not to be wrapped up in, in, in deceit and, and just to just help us to, to stay with you. Help us with our identity to realize we are synced in you and our flaws are not who we are. So Lord, just give us strength. Let your spirit just flow through us um, so we can live in your power. So Lord, we love you. We thank you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank guys. You. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for the prayer. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Great to um, see you. So, uh, guys, next week, um, unless something changes, we actually have Bobby and Brittany Hibbs going to join us again. Um, they're in, is it El Salvador? I think is mm-hmm. where they are. Um yes on mission there um so they're going to join us next week but uh we might be able to get uh one or both of you guys on with us as well we'll see uh guys if you're watching this or listening to this know that we're going to continue on with this zoom format um for the foreseeable future um until everything gets back to normal it's just kind of the safest and i think kind of the easiest and most efficient way uh for us to do this right now too so um just know that that's going to be the format and the sound quality and everything else coming up for the next couple weeks when you tune in don't think something's wrong it's just different so um guys thank you so much for joining uh jerry michael daniel thank you so much for being here again to have a conversation and all of you watching today thank you so much for joining in with us being a part of the conversation uh for sharing uh for helping grow what we're doing here um we love you guys and it's just an awesome thing that we get to do each week it's it's one of our favorite things that we get to do so um until next week when we're back again on thursday for tuesday i know that's confusing um (laughs) go out there as always and um be be the light let the light shine through you um uh step out into those unqualified feelings and just have trust if god's calling you go for it it's going to change the world so guys we love you and we'll talk to you next week see you later